This program is brought to you by PersonalLifeMedia.com. Hi, and welcome to Green Talk, a podcast series from GreenLivingIdeas.com. Green Talk helps listeners in their efforts to lead more eco-friendly lifestyles through interviews with top vendors, authors, and experts from around the world. We discuss the critical issues facing the global environment today, as well as the technologies, products, and practices that you can employ to go greener in every area of your life. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening in today on Green Living Ideas, Green Talk Radio. This is Sean Daly, your host. Today I have with me Lindsay Barzuk, who is with Carlisle Wide Plank Floors. Lindsay, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. So I have to just disclaim something right up front in the, in the uh, interest of full disclosure. Uh, I am a Carlisle customer and have been for pro- almost a decade now. We, uh, we actually were introduced to this company and the products that you guys have, and I wanted to have you on the show uh, because we've had a very good experience, and I, and I wanted to sort of share, I think, some of the topics relevant to flooring, but also, you know, give you guys an opportunity to talk about uh, what you do. Um, but it was about 10 years ago when we actually purchased our home, and the guy who did the development of this entire area had put Carlisle floors in. He was a huge fan, and he ended up putting them in all the, the new homes, and then he remodeled this house, and we bought it. And he, we we put in the uh, cherry floors, which you guys make, and we fell in love with them. And they were in just sort of one area of the house, and slowly, like sort of like the wood floor virus, it just uh-huh. I, I just kept putting it in through the entire house, including the kitchen. And we we love them, so I'm disclaiming. Well, that. you know that's great to hear, especially being on the other side of the country from where our country's based out in New Hampshire. Referrals are our business, and so when you hear someone who's so passionate about their floor, it's such a cool thing. And the cherry floor is such a beautiful floor. Yeah, it really is, and it's it's uh, it's a beautiful floor. And you know, I have to I have to admit that at the time, I, and I wasn't really eco conscious. I think along with a lot of other people, and you know, I don't claim to be to have any corner on the market on perfection in terms of being eco conscious. Although I've gone a, far, a long way, and you know, having this business really helps uh, awareness, and not, not only for other people but for myself. Uh, so I don't know that I would have done the same exact floors, uh, you know, now versus then. But I think what, what's been um, inspiring to me is just to hear about. I know that some of the products that you guys do are recycled barn wood and re- reusing wood that has been around, so, you know, it's sort of a cradle-to-cradle type of mentality, and that, that, that's not something you guys sort of donned as, as a hat at some point to be green, but rather right. that's always the way it's been. That's just what you guys do. And that's exactly it. Whether you're talking about, you know, our reclaimed antique woods that are actually FSC certified, 100% post-consumer reclaimed, which means that every piece of material going into every floor is guaranteed with the entire chain of custody going back to having lived a full life cycle once before, whether it was in a barn or a mill or some other place. We can trace that paperwork and tell you exactly where that floor came from, which is really, really cool. The other part of it is that with our newly sawn woods, a lot of times people think, you know, recycled, that's the greenest option out there. In many cases, that is the case. In other cases, you know, whether you're looking about proximity to a project site or something along those lines, it might make sense to get a selectively harvested newly sawn timber. And we're happy to say that we work with a lot of other family businesses who really manage their forests well, and we feel that both our selectively harvested newly sawn woods 
and our antique reclaimed woods are just as green as one another. Okay, and so I'm curious more about the on the newly sawn woods. What are the styles of woods that are sustainably, you know, grown and, and harvested? Absolutely. Well, um, we have different relationships with different people throughout the country. In the New England region, for example, we focus a lot on our eastern white pine. We use the term old growth because it truly is an old growth tree. I think a lot of people on the western side of the country have the connotation of old growth with, you know, the big redwoods and these gorgeous trees that were going in and they were first generation and everything else. For us, old growth means something else. And what that means is that these trees are past their point of, you know, maturing. They're no longer going to reproduce. And they probably have another five or ten good years in them before they're going to fall over and become, you know, a decaying tree on the bottom of the forest. So we go in right before that's going to happen. And while they're still healthy trees, we take those down very, very selectively. And that might mean we only take one or two trees out of, you know, an entire acre or something along those lines. So our eastern white pine is a beautiful floor. You're going to get some of the most impressive lengths and widths out of those. Those can be up to 20 inches wide, and some of the boards are going to be about 16 feet long. We also do a lot of work with our heart pines, which were the longleaf yellow heart pine, and that's coming from Alabama and different regions in the south. Again, those are harvested the same way as our eastern white pine is. We're really familiar with the different silvicultural systems that our foresters use and feel you know, comfortable knowing that these are green options. As well as the pines, we can also offer a full line of hardwood. We've got oaks, red oaks, white oaks. We have hickories, which is a beautiful, very durable floor. Um, and a whole, whole different variety of woods, the cherries, the birches, the maples. And depending on what region those come from and what different, you know, regulations in those areas are versus common mentalities as far as responsible harvesting, we adjust what the foresters' practices are to those specifics. I see. It's really interesting going back to the old growth moniker. You know, that, that is a significant issue, actually. I mean, I don't know if any, you know, anybody with your marketing or PR team knows, you know, but it, and I grew up on the East Coast. I'm a transplanted uh, East Coaster on uh-huh. the West Coast. But out here, it's like you say the word old growth. And, and people cringe. <laughs> yeah, well, people cringe because these are the people that are tying themselves to the trees and protecting them. You know, totally. And, and, I, and I respect, you know, that mentality and I respect that desire, but, but that has such a charge behind it that name that it's almost like you think you might want to use in a terminology like the golden years trees. Well, and you know, it's funny. We've got a salesperson here who makes the analogy of we go in and we take down the senior citizens of the forest. Yeah, right. And, you know, that keeps getting extended and extended, and I don't know that that's something we want to publicly <laughs> right. state. Yeah, but, I know that harvesting you know, senior citizens is much better than... Exactly. You know, the, the, but, yeah. <laughs> We're the Jack Kevorkians of the forest. Right, there you go. Yes, <laughs> that'll, that'll do wonders. In there. But, you know, there is a big difference there, and it's important for people to understand. We've reevaluated our choice of the word old growth, and to be honest, with the widespread connotation, I'm not sure that that's something that we're going to be able to continue. You know, you get some really educated people calling in, and they understand. They wrap their heads around it and feel good making a purchase with a selectively harvested old-growth timber. Mm-hmm. You get some other people that call in, and you're not going to win that battle. Yeah, because they're just stuck on the they're stuck on the emotional charge behind what they've what they've emotionally assigned it to the words. Exactly, and it's really a matter of semantics. Well, it's important because I have to admit that I would have been in that same boat of of you know maybe not emotionally reacting, but thinking, huh, wait, you know. So I'm I'm glad that we have a chance to talk about that, and that's good that's good information because we are you know we we are a bi-coastal country. Yeah. And we do have these differences in, in language and, and um, cultural association. 
So um, just moving uh, into other areas, you talked about the Forest Stewardship Council. It's come up on this show and, and other interviews before. I think it's important to talk a little bit about what they're all about and what membership in that organization means. Absolutely. Well, when we first started looking into the FSC, which is the Forest Stewardship Council, we found that they were an organization founded years ago to stop mass deforestation. And for a long time, we struggled with the fact that they were out there saving the planet in the Amazon and dealing with the large paper companies of the world, but they really didn't have their finger on the pulse of what was going on in the custom-manufactured wide plank wood floor industry. So for us to seek that certification, it was a daunting task because we thought that, you know, we're just a little guy out here. We're not going to be able to compete with them. We, we learned, though, that there are new programs out there, and specifically we went through the Smartwood Certification Program, which is an organization that the FSC, in a way, subcontracts and says, you know what, we've got our hands full right now saving the world and saving all the forests. We're going to turn to these other organizations and let them actually do the certification for us. We'll give them a final sign-off and make sure that everything is, is okay and good, um, but we're going to trust that Smartwood can make that decision for us. And we found that we really agreed with what some of the social issues were with Smartwood as far as fair labor um, and just supporting a, a healthy economy in different regions as well, which is a really important thing to Carlisle. So we ended up seeking that Smartwood certification, and we have a chain of custody certification. What that means, and I, I kind of draw the comparison with kosher food. Uh-huh. It needs to stay kosher no matter whose hands it touches throughout the process. And if one person isn't kosher, it loses its entire label of being kosher. So what we needed to do was come up with a way that we could help facilitate our suppliers to get the certification and participate in it without mandating that they go out and change the way that they do business entirely. So we worked really closely with Smartwood, and we were able to determine that, you know, already we were doing things that were pretty darn green. We needed to make some minor tweaks to our documentation just to make sure that we could follow the whole paper trail of our materials. But aside from those few slight little tweaks that we made, for the most part, we were doing everything that we needed to do, and we were able to get that FSC certification. So what's really cool for us now is that when people are working on green building projects, they may have um, you know, a project outline or guideline that says if you're going to use wood, it needs to come from a third-party certified source. And FSC certified wood is the most recognizable in the world. So by achieving that certification, we really opened up some windows and can now provide new people in the marketplace with our product. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's interesting too. This the the old the, the recycled wood. It, it's it's gorgeous. It's the it's my favorite wood. Um, most most people think that you know, well, new is better with everything, right? And you know, it's just not the case. I mean, it's it's like if you want that, it depends on the look you're going for. I mean, there's certainly a more casual look to a floor that's like recycled barn wood or other right. woods, but but boy, I mean, it has an antique look to it and a character and colors that only age can deliver. And again, all the premises of premises here are that, you know, everything's being, you know, sustainable and, and all of that. But with obviously with these types of woods, we're talking about, in some cases, wood that c- comes off of old barns and things like that, that it's just getting reused. But what you get is 
something that, you know, a new product we can't deliver. And so it's really worthy for, I mean, for people that are out there doing green building projects, I can't emphasize enough. If I could go back and do one thing different, I would actually probably have gone and used one of those uh, recycled uh, barnwood floors or something like that just because they have. And the other thing that's cool as a benefit that I've noticed is that those floors really, when you, you beat them up, they get more beautiful character. Absolutely. Instead of going, oh my gosh, look at that ding or that scratch. Oh, the, flu- the floor is ruined. We need to get that refixed. It's actually, it's part of the character of the floor. It is. It know, is. And, it, and it's more and, natural know, the living. the historical value, I think, is really impressive as well. We can trace it back and say, you know, this came from this barn at this location in this city at this state, which is really cool for a lot of people that are into history. And, you know, you go through and you might find an occasional musket or you might find something else. <laughs> and that's just incredible when you can give something a second life cycle like that. It's, it not only is beautiful and has that rich patina that you're talking about, but it has so much more to it. Yeah. Well, it's, it, I, it's akin to me to, uh, you know, having, again, having grown up on the East Coast is, you know, Ivy League schools and what that means. And it's like there's this, you're on college campuses on the East Coast and there is the, there is the Ivy. And it just, it just makes you feel a certain way. And exactly. out here in California, you know, which is not that old, uh, you know, you, you don't get that. I mean, you get beautiful, new, technically impressive buildings, but you just never get that feeling. There's very little Ivy growing here, so right. this is something that you can't really easily, quickly create. So, um, moving beyond that, I'm curious, so w- w- from your perspective, what are the other benefits, if any, to using wood floors in, in a home? I know I have one. I'll save mine for after you're done, but I, I wanted to, uh, to just sort of solicit your opinion on that. Sure. Well, you know, one of the things that is I learned more more about the green building industry and people's mindsets and decorating in general is the concept of timeless architecture. We're building these homes nowadays that are going to last for 100 or 200 hundred years down the road, and we need to figure out how we can incorporate energy sources and materials that are going to hold up over that period of time. That being one issue, and the second issue being not only are we going to want to incorporate materials that will hold up over time, we're going to want to incorporate materials that we want to hold up over time. You know, in our age of stainless steel refrigerators in our kitchens, avocado fridges from the 1970s don't like, seem like such a great idea, you know? Right. So you go through, and one of the nice things about wood floors is they have that idea of timeless architecture. Whether you're talking a couple decades from now or centuries, the wood floors are always going to appeal aesthetically which is a really important thing because you're ultimately going to save a lot of waste and a lot of uh, raw materials by not having to replace your floor over the course of your home's life cycle. It's not a fad thing. Exactly. It's the blue jeans of flooring. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a big thing. You know, the compatibility that we have with different subfloors, whether it's working over a concrete slab, radiant heat, which is one of the more energy-efficient ways of heating, um, those are really important as well. So we like the fact that our floors are going to work well with those types of systems. Mm-hmm. Now, we've talked about the wood. Let's go beyond the wood, too. There's other things that go into a wood floor you've got. Uh, and I wanted to find out from you about the – oh, wait, before I even do that, before I say that, let me just add one thing because this has been a recurrence going back to the previous point about, about another benefit of wood floors from my perspective as yeah. having been an owner for a decade is living with natural products because one of the things is that, you know, I think there's a knee-jerk reaction for people like, oh, wood floors, you're killing forests and you're doing bad things. And right. as has come up in this call, that's simply not true right. in, in, in situations where you've done your research and, you know, you make sure you're sourcing um, responsibly. But living with natural products changes your home and how you feel. And this conversation came up with regards to Green Planet Paints and American Clay, who are respectively a natural paint and natural clay and plaster manufacturer. And the feeling of being in a room that you live in every single day, which has 
health uh, considerations associated Absolutely. with it. Absolutely. Yeah, the indoor air quality. Indoor air quality. And, and then also living with natural products, which I think we're, we were meant to do that. You know, we're not, we're met, not meant to live with man-made products uh, to some degree. And it's a, of course, it's a percentage balance thing. But it changes how you feel. And our home changed completely when we went full uh, hardwood floors, as it did when we did other things too. But the introduction of those natural elements, um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to speak from experience. I mean, they made an enormous... People would walk in our house and just go, wow, it just feels so different in here now. And living in it, it, it makes a huge difference too. So I, I wanted to point that this is along that same theme of you know living with natural products and making a return to that in terms of the human effect of it. Absolutely. And did you guys finish your floor with a tongue oil finish? Well, you know, we originally did on the first one, and that was a question. That was my next question: is about finishes on floors. What you know, I don't really know all the green implications of that. So the answer to your question is: we started with a tongue oil. And later, we were sort of advised by somebody that we were working with on the flooring to not to not use that. That that had some some negative implications and uh, toxicity implications, and that we should you know use something else, which was some sort of I you know product. I can't even remember the name of it. To be A urethane of some sort. Yeah, probably probably. But I, so I'm I'm curious to hear about this now. Yeah, Let's you know we down. recommend using our high resin tongue oil, and it's a four coat process. We've been working to lower the VOCs, and at this point we consider ourselves low VOC. Down the road, we'd love to think about having a zero VOC finish. One of the other things that I think is really nice about the tongue oil finish is that when it comes time to refinish, as we talked about that indoor air quality before, you can simply apply another coat of tongue oil on top of your existing surface as opposed to having to sand it down. And that does two things. One, it's going to improve your indoor air quality because you're not going to have those sand particles in your house and create that mess and everything else. But the other part of it is that you're adding to your floor. So what was a three-quarter inch solid wood plank is still going to be a three-quarter inch solid wood plank. When you start talking about using some different finishes where you need to sand down your floor before you can put another coat on it, you start to compromise the quality of the board. So, you know, essentially if you're working with a solid wood floor, you might have a couple sandings in there. If it's a composite wood floor with a veneer on top, you may only have one or two sandings before you ruin the floor. Yeah. That's no, that's right. You know, I did the, and I do remember that now about the tongue oil because we did end up doing a, uh, additional coats on it on top of the existing ones, and that was that part I really liked. And so I may have been falsely scared off by this. Right. This you know, everything person. has its advantages, and I think you know one of the funniest things I heard about green building in the very beginning when I started attending educational seminars is that green building is like pornography. <laughs> it's really? difficult to define, but you know it when you see it. Right. And everyone has their own issues with what matters. You know, there's different objectives as far as indoor air quality, energy efficiency, timeless architecture, long-term durability, this, that, and the next thing. And I think you can make a case, positive or negative, for any product being incorporated into a green building project. Yeah, I think that there are certain things, though, that, that you know, when you're talking about certain levels of toxicity right. or volatile organic compounds or things, I mean, there are, you know, and but, but even those things are difficult. Like, well, how many are okay? How right. many are not right. okay? You know? I mean, I found out for the first time that zero VOC paints, for example, have other things in them that are, are dangerous. So, you know, the, the marketing people take over and really screw the whole thing up. Right. <laughs> because, Absolutely. You know, that, and that's the, difficult, that's the greenwashing part of this industry that's very difficult called to get around, and one of the things that we try to do on this show is get to the, the truth behind the marketing BS yeah, um, you know, from people who know and have been in the industry. So, so okay, so, so you're, are you pretty much saying that from, from Carlisle's standpoint that tongue oil is the way to go? We are. I mean, that's something that we believe firmly in, and, you know, it also enhances the look of the floor. 
um, because our woods, our floors do arrive unfinished. Our clients have the option, and if someone wants to go with a polyurethane or a different type of sealant, we've got no issue with that whatsoever, and we'll work with our installer to figure out the best way to do that. But for all intents and purposes, especially when you're looking at some of our pines, once you start to sand those floors, you know, they're milled in such a specific way that if you have to sand it down because of a finish that you put on the floor, you really compromise the look of the floor. And so for us, that's an important thing. And then from an environmental perspective, yeah, we feel like we've made so many advances in the right direction that this is just as good a product as anything else out there. Obviously, different people may say different things, but for us, we stand behind it 100%. Yeah, well, good good information, and uh, you know, I, I really that resonates with me the, the whole you know using tongue oil which you can add on versus because the sanding down process it does it really messes the floors up when done incorrectly which it's often done incorrectly right and and it's just a total mess yeah <laughs> I mean just you know it, sawdust it's not places fun. nobody you'll wants never... that going on in their house yeah no it's it's not healthy at all the only thing I have to warn about the tongue oil as much as I totally loved it and I and I will probably go back to it is that plan on not being around your house for a few days and opening all the doors and Windows I because, know. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it, that goes away, but just in the beginning, it's very, very potent. Um, well, you know, that's one of the things we found is we lowered the VOC, the smell actually got worse. Really? Yep. Interesting. Yep, that's something that we found, um, and it's really important to have proper ventilation when you do that, and that's not so much the wind just moving through the home. Tongue oil, when, as it's curing, there are chemicals that sit at about three feet above the floor, mm-hmm. and you need to have that ventilation going through to actually move that away so that the floors can continue curing. If you don't move those fumes away immediately, then you're going to be left to take a lot longer for your floor to cure. Ah, see, I'm learning something new here. Okay. Good information. Do you, do you have any other t- tips or tricks or suggestions for uh, wood floor owners that are out there or would-be wood floor owners? Um, in terms of floor maintenance or a green building or or anything else? Well, you know, I think that it's really important, as I was saying before, to understand what the source of your material is. And when you're talking to a potential provider, don't be afraid to ask them where are they getting their materials? Is the forest well managed? What kind of proof do they have of that? You know, when you're talking about the reclaimed materials, we always work with buildings that have been slated for demolition. And... I don't want to speculate, but I'm sure there are some companies out there that find something that they want and then they kind of make a reason to have to take that building down. First and foremost, we want to salvage those buildings. So it's important to understand the source, what steps have gone into it, how accountable are those teams, and what kind of waste is being produced on site. Um, And then just to understand what goes on in manufacturing is really important, different installation options. Uh, with finishing and cleaning and maintaining your floor, that's a big thing, too. One of the other benefits to tongue oil that I'd like to just touch on is the fact that when it comes time to clean, you can just use a vinegar and water combination on your floor, and so that will contribute longer term to your indoor air quality, and just everything's cleaner. You know, you don't have those harsh chemicals in your home. So for us, that's really important. What, What percentage of vinegar... You know, we don't do much. Um, if you're using like a five-gallon bucket, a couple of capfuls. I mean, okay. no more than an eighth or a quarter of a cup. That's important to say because I, you know, I can see some people out there going, "Oh, the fifty-fifty, yeah." <laughs> Whoopsie! What's that horrible smell? Okay, well, that's good. Good information. Thank you. Thank you very much. And, and uh, one other question I had for you, which is for anybody that's interested in in Carlisle specifically, your products. How do, how would you find or buy uh, those products? Sure. Well, we're manufactured direct, and that's one of the great things. 
because of our custom nature, we make every Florida order, we work with every individual board as it comes to us, as opposed to the mass-producing kind of lowest common denominator approach. So we like working directly with our customers or their designers, but getting as close to the project as we actually can. Um, having said that, we're also able to pass along some greater savings to the clients. So they can visit our website, which is www.wideplankflooring.com, or they can come into one of our design centers. We've got a design center up in Stoddard, New Hampshire. We've got one here in Denver, Colorado, one in Atlanta, Georgia, and we're happy to say that this fall we're going to have one out in Los Angeles, California. So we work with a lot of people remotely. We've got some beautiful custom-made samples that we can send out. They can get their hands on the wood, touch it, feel it, smell it, and then from there we can work with them to figure out the best way to make their order happen. Okay, great. And I, another thing that I was remiss in not asking about earlier is I, I believe that I had heard, and if you can confirm this, that, that the lumber that you guys are using is all from the United States forests? That's that is true. Okay, you might have even said that if I missed it. I, I, I wanted to make sure that that was accurate. So, um, yeah, that's good, because I, I think that this, again, this back to the sustainable woods, in some cases there's another issue, which is a local economic issue in the U.S., where, you know, you might be getting those, like, you know, bamboo or whatever it might be, but right. coming from another country. And you know, so, to the best of my knowledge, yeah, all of our newly sawn timbers are coming from the U.S. I know that occasionally we will get some reclaimed material coming from right across the border up in Canada, but, you know, our mill's out in Stoddard, New Hampshire, and that a lot closer than New York City is. That's you know? right, that's right, yeah, that's not too far away from from that area. Well, good, well, uh, Lindsay Barzik has been my guest today. She's with Carlisle Wideplank Floors. Uh, the URL, again, for their website is www.wideplankflooring.com. Lindsay, it's been a pleasure having you on the program today. Thank you for coming on. John, thanks for having us. Thanks as always to everyone listening in today. Remember, for more free on-demand podcasts, articles, videos, and other information related to living a greener lifestyle, visit our website at www.greenlivingideas.com. We'd also love to hear your comments, feedback, and questions. Send us an email at editors at greenlivingideas.com. Find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com.